This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another great show for you. Before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today is Stephanie May, registered dietitian, owner of SM Nutrition, and author of the new book, Fueling Performance Playbook. Stephanie, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. I am very excited for our topic today. Yeah, it's a special one. It's uh, um, something that, I'll be honest with you, I don't think is discussed enough. We don't talk enough about it. I think the reason why is because it's an uncomfortable situation. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not the type of person that shies away from an uncomfortable conversation just because um, this affects a lot of our female soccer players and it affects them. It, it can affect them in such a dramatic way. But basically today's topic is we're talking about nutrition. We're talking about um, a, a female soccer player's menstrual cycle and some of the issues that they may uh, encounter with that and, and, and basically trying to find some uh, ways to maybe help with the situation. But are you ready to dive in? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Talk to us first about um, the nutritional needs of a female soccer player. What are some of the nutrients that some of our female soccer players should be focusing on, especially those that are, are, are beginning their menstrual cycles or, or, or are now in them and that kind of thing? Yeah, so young athletes, especially, you know, teen athletes and preteen athletes who are, you know, going through menstruation and really, or even revving up and get their bodies ready for that cycle, you know, we're not just fueling their growth and development, but they also stack training on top of that. So I think one of the biggest, you know, nutrients I like to focus on with them is just having them eat enough, uh, just getting enough energy in throughout the day. And then we start really looking at those nutrients of concern. So after your energy needs are met, which is priority one, you know, how do we fill in those holes and really round out with some of those really important nutrients? And some of them, the big one, and kind of, you know, most people might think it's the most obvious is iron. You know, if you have your menstrual cycle, you are losing iron for a solid five to seven days every month. Um, so it's really important that you are replacing and fortifying iron within your body. And then the other side to iron is making sure that you're absorbing it well. And so iron's best friend is vitamin C. And so if you have something with iron, so I tell athletes, you know, if you're going to have a burger or if you're going to put lentils on your salad, add something with vitamin C in it as well to help boost absorption. So that could be, you know, it could be a squeeze of an orange, could be some Lemon, it could be strawberries, broccoli, bell peppers are fantastic sources of vitamin C. So those are definitely things we want to focus on because, you know, something big that we lose once a month. And then after that, you're looking at those growth and development nutrients. So we're talking about vitamin D and calcium that help to strengthen and fortify their bones. This is the time right now. You know, I say, if you want to be a healthy 90-year-old, now is when you do it. Now is when you focus on building that bone density. So you want strong bones. You want dense bones. Um, because for females, you know, we really stop 
building a lot of our bone density somewhere between, you know, say 18 to 20 and 25 years old is when our bones, what we've got is what we've got for the rest of our life. And so now is when they can really focus on building and strengthening that structure of their body so that when they're 90, they're still just as strong and really setting themselves up for success. Um, and then after that, you've got the growth nutrients. So zinc, protein, um, all things that really help to fuel their overall growth and development. So it's really, a, it's a big picture. It's a complex system that we look at when it comes to nutrition. It's not so much, you know, just eat more energy or just have three meals a day. I actually just had a, I had a parent um, in my face, my parent Facebook group put a message in yesterday and she said, Hey, I need some help. Uh, my doctor just told me to eat three meal or told my daughter to eat three meals and three snacks. And that'll be all she needs. And I was just like, oh, I am so sorry that your doctor left off so many important things because it's not just eating three meals and three snacks because that can still have you fall short on what you need for growth, development, and, you know, your menstrual cycle. You know, you bring up such a great point with the calcium um, um, uh, portion there. Um, in your book, uh, Fueling Performance Playbook, you actually have a section on calcium uh, talking about the recommended uh, generic, I mean, you know, for, for athletes, obviously everybody's different. So, uh, calcium needs are different from person to person to person, but can you go over some of that or just what, what the recommended, um, and, and what are some examples of getting in that calcium? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for younger athletes, we're looking at 1300, uh, milligrams of, of calcium per day. And so what that looks like when First and foremost, I want to say that the milk industry has got us with the Got Milk campaign, right? So they think that you, know, you really want to ha- get all of your calcium from milk. And, and to be truthful, yes, milk and dairy products are fantastic sources of calcium. But you also want to look at, you know, when you're trying to hit that 1,200 milligrams to really support your growth and development, that is what you want to spread it throughout the day. Um, so that your body has good chance to absorb it instead of blasting it all at once. Because really, your body's only looking at 500 milligram little clips. It's the perfect amount. So, for example, think about maybe having yogurt for breakfast. And then at lunch, you're going to have um, maybe some cheese on your sandwich. And then at dinner, you're going to have things like spinach. You're going to have lentils. You're going to have greens. You're going to have some of those plant-based calcium sources like tofu. Um, and really spreading that out throughout the day. One, gives your body variety, but two, gives it small little micro doses of calcium, which are used in your bones to help strengthen and support them. Talk to us a little bit about how the menstrual cycle can impact the way our female athletes should eat. Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's so much new research that's coming out and looking at, you know, at what point in the cycle should athletes eat this? Should they be trying to optimize certain things at certain points? And the answer is yes, but also no, right? Because you can see Olympic athletes or any athlete winning and, and crushing competitions at any point during their cycle, right? So it's, it's partially about your training, your overall nutrition. But yeah, absolutely. You can, you can find change some things within your menstrual cycle. So, Think about your cycle in, in three phases. So you have the follicular phase, you've got um, ovulation, and then you've got that luteal phase, which is that final phase right before um, you know you start your, your menstrual cycle again. So the follicular phase, that first phase, is broken down into two parts. So first is menstruation, so day one, when you get your period. And then it goes into 
um, you know, say day seven to 11, because everyone's cycles are a little bit different, um, where, you know, things start to change a little bit, your hormones start to pick up again. So in that first phase of menstruation, like I mentioned earlier, you really want to focus on iron. You're losing a lot of iron. You want to make sure your body is still maintaining a good iron balance. And, you know, if you look at the general recommendation for iron, the recommendation for men is eight milligrams, excuse me, micrograms per day, right? Or, sorry, stuttering a little bit, milligrams per day, where females want 18. It's a, quite a bit more. You're looking at 10 milligrams more per day. Why? Because we lose a lot in our menstrual cycle. So we want to make sure that we're keeping up on that. So you're looking at um, things like beef, beans, lentils, tofu, eggs, things that give you a good variety of iron. Um, you know, you can look at supplements, but I always say before we jump to supplements at any time, you want to make sure that you are one, getting blood work done, working with a dietitian, um, you know, talking with your doctor, because anytime you introduce a supplement, it can throw off your system a little bit. And when you introduce a high dose of iron, it can also cause some constipation. So we want to make sure we're working through that as well. Um, then with iron, vitamin C, so strawberries, bell peppers, mangoes, tomatoes, and then we have vitamin D12. Vitamin D12 is important because it's good for uh, growth, development, blood function. So your blood cells are also supposed to your nervous system. So vitamin D12 comes from things like salmon, beef, eggs, and a great plant-based source for those vegan and vegetarians out there is nutritional yeast. And so with all that, you know, you still want to focus on increased energy and really maintaining that energy throughout your menstrual cycle because you might feel you know, it's not the best feeling <laughs> in that time of the month. So focusing on consistent carbohydrate intake. And so what I mean by that is you want to give your body the best energy sources you can. So you're looking at complex high fiber carbs. So um, maybe starting off with a breakfast of oatmeal or a whole grain cereal or whole grain bagel. For lunch, you're having lots of um, maybe brown rice, quinoa, pasta, things that have high fiber um, but still are fantastic sources of carbohydrates to keep your energy up during that part of your cycle. And then once you hit, um, you know, towards the end of your menstrual cycle, you're in that late follicular phase. And that's where you still want to focus on lots of fiber to keep things moving, especially if you're focusing on iron. Fiber will help with constipation. You want to focus on hydration. So the typical recommendation that I, I say is, you know, first, take your body weight and divide it by two. That's the minimum number of ounces you want to focus on per day. And then you taper up from there, depending on your training, your sweat rate, the humidity, the environment. Um, but that's really when you want to start when it comes to hydration and that, and that first kind of chunk of your menstrual cycle. And then you get into ovulation. This is just, you know, a day to three days in the middle of your cycle. Typically, you know, it's, it's anywhere from day 12 to 14. Again, this varies depending on um, you and how long your cycle is, but this is when your hormones, they reach your peak, right? And so you're going to have a little bit, you may notice a little bit more energy. I have some female athletes who say like, wow, I had energy the past couple of days just out of nowhere. I'm like, well, you know, let's look at your cycle. Where are you in your cycle? And that's why it's important to know maybe this is the, if it happens to fall and you had a really great practice, you know, it's probably because you might be in that a certain part of your cycle. So in this ovulation phase, again, we're focusing on high fiber foods maintaining that consistent energy intake from carbohydrates. And we're also going to tie in some magnesium um, from seeds, nuts. Um, this one's one of my top favorites, dark chocolate. 
uh, really, really good source of magnesium. And then finally, we have that last phase, right? So right before your menstrual cycle, um, right before your uterus sheds its lining, it's called that luteal phase. Um, and you see a decline in hormones. And so with a decline in hormones, we want to make sure that we're supporting our bone health. Um, so we're going to look at some calcium, some vitamin D, magnesium, and of course, omega-3s to help with inflammation as well. Now, I would think underfueling can be a real issue when it comes to a female athlete uh, during her cycle. Um, is it different for underfueling when it comes to female players compared to male players? It is. And it's, you know, there is a significant amount of research that looks at um, underfueling when it comes to females because we have very clear signs, right? If you lose your menstrual cycle, that's a big flag, right? That's something that. Um, you know, a lot of people pick up on where we're men, they can still perform. There isn't um, as big of a, a change when it comes to underfeeling, but you will see lower energy, muscle fatigue um, in, in both males and females. You'll see some muscle loss or weight loss. So, yes, underfeeling can happen across the board, um, especially, you know, what I've seen with my clients is the, the clean eating club and how they all want to be very, very healthy. You know, that's led to a lot of underfueling because we're missing out on essential energy or cutting out whole food groups that are, um, you know, really important for energy. So there are there are some differences um, when it comes to, you know, bone health and menstrual cycle. But for the most part, underfueling impacts their performance in the same way and also impacts uh, their immune health, the GI tract, all of that in very, very similar ways. The only the biggest change would be that loss of menstrual cycle for females. I came across this uh, this uh, topic uh, a number of years ago, or the next question, I should say, that a number of years ago, and really did a lot of research into it because I have a young, you know, female athlete. She's now in college and wanted to stay up on top of it. And I think it's a really, really important uh, thing for parents to know, and also for our female athletes to know about. Talk to us about the female athlete triad. Yeah, so the female athlete try is something that, um, to be honest, I have worked with for many, many years, well over 10 years, um, and to be truthful, well over 20 years, because it's been something that I dealt with um, as a young athlete. I've been working with athletes affected by the triad for well over 10 years now, and, and what it is, you know, the female athlete triad is when you have low energy availability is when it starts, and what that means is you're not eating enough to support your body function because you're burning all that energy all that fuel when you train so what's left over your body just doesn't have enough to support its its regular function so what does it do Um, it will slow down your reproductive cycle and for females that means losing your menstrual cycle for men lower testosterone it'll impact your bone health so your bones will not get the energy and the nutrients they need to harden and really refocus and that's where we see that big, big impact on performance overall. If you have weaker bones, you are increasing your risk for injury. So that low energy availability or LEA you'll see a lot of times is really what impacts the triad. And, and you know, within the last several years, we've expanded on the triad quite a bit. And we've expanded to include more impact on performance and the whole body itself so we're not just looking at menstrual cycles and the bone density but with this new system which is called relative energy deficiency in sport or red 
um, with REDS, you'll see the impact we're looking at immune health. We're looking at um, hormone and endocrine function, the metabolism, um, growth, development, psychological and the cardiovascular impacts, so that whole body impact of underfueling, where to diagnose the female acid triad, you know, you're missing your period, you're losing weight, you have a, a stress fracture, boom, the triad, right? But with men, um, they don't get their menstrual cycle. So it's really hard to, to help them diagnose underfueling. So with REDS, it's much more open. It's also more inclusive of both male and females from the, the body impact standpoint. But they've also expanded REDS to also highlight some of the negative impacts that come from underfueling for athletes. So you'll look at things like in, uh, decreased endurance, um, decreased muscle strength, loss of glycogen. Right. And glycogen is the carbohydrate in your muscle that helps to fuel you and keep you going. So as a soccer player, you know, you could be running three to six miles a game. If you don't have that fuel in your tank to keep you going, you're just not going to make it. And your coach may notice you may find yourself on the bench more. Um, you may be more irritable. Um, I truly believe there's nothing worse than a hungry athlete. And so if you are hungry and irritable, no one's going to be want to be around you. Um, lots of, you know, or decreased coordination. And that's a big thing when you're trying to be reactive and, and kind of beat your competition to the ball or outthink or outmaneuver them, you know, making sure you're, you're concentrated and you're able to coordinate your movements. And, and so when you're under fueling, you just lose all of these things. And, and that's where, you know, I like reds because it's a bigger perspective, you know, where the triad just looks at three components. Um, reds looks at the whole scope. It looks at the body, it looks at the mind and it looks at performance. So, you know, when I'm working with athletes, I, I'll show them and we'll go through the red criteria and I'll say, how many of these do you relate to? You know, have you experienced decreased coordination or, you know, what is your GI tract like? Has it slowed down lately? Are you more constipated? And all of these things lead us back to typically under fueling and just not eating enough to support their training and their body. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing worse than a hungry athlete. And I think the Snickers commercials have proved <laughs> that. <laughs> And I'm so and I'm so glad that you brought up red. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's 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 this the triad continues to develop, and of course as time goes on and we learn more and we do more research, and but there's a lot of great information out online for for parents and and female athletes to go check out on that. Um, you know, maybe we'll get some uh, we'll get some notes from you to be able to put in our show notes so that folks can be able to go check that out on their own and learn more about. It. I think parents and and female athletes really need to check into the subject uh, a lot deeper. I know it gave me such a better understanding and, and it, 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 it helped answer some questions that of, of things that I saw in my daughter. And it just, it just helped make sense of, of a lot of different things. Cause I mean, I've never, you know, obviously dealt with the, with a cycle and I, I, you know, I'm a dude. So, I mean, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's just one of those things where you have to do, have to do the research. You have to be comfortable enough to be able to do the research to benefit, you know, your daughter, uh, to, to help them out as much as they can provide them as much valuable information, um, as you can. Um, what do you see as, as, what do you see as the biggest challenge for female players when it comes to their nutrition and fueling, uh, during their cycle? Oh, I think, in general, it's, it's, it's social media. It's our culture that says that, you know, you should be striving for a 1,200-calorie diet. You should be striving for this thin ideal. You should not be eating carbs. You should not be eating sugar. I think that's the biggest 
challenge that female athletes today have to have to deal with. You know, when I was in high school, social media was not nearly as big as it is now. You know, Facebook had just come out. <laughs> that, that kind of puts it in perspective, right? So we didn't have that much to compare ourselves to. And now we live in a world where, you know, people can post things online that are 100% photoshopped, right? And they've really um, manipulated their body to be certain ways, which the many female athletes that I work with will share, like, well, I saw this you know, professional athlete or this sports model or whoever it may be. And, and they said that they're eating this way. And so I want to look like them. I want to be like them. And my response to that is, but you're not them. You know, they are 10 to 20 years older than you. You are still growing. You are still developing. You need that extra fuel. And I think the second thing is that fear of fat, um, you know, and fats are essential in your diet and within your body they help you create hormones they help you grow they help you develop and they help this whole cycle get started um so i think honestly when it comes to the bottom it's that comparison that's an ideal and helping athletes realize that you know being strong having you know as a soccer player you know having bigger thighs having more muscle is a sign of beauty it's amazing those quads those hamstrings those calves they do so much for you right? They help you win. They help you run. They help you excel. Um, they help you reach that next level of performance. I think just appreciating what your body has given you right now is where we need to start with female athletes. All right, Stephanie. Well, we're going to wrap things up here before we go. Um, obviously you've got a new book, Fueling Performance Playbook, which is wonderful. I just finally got done reading it uh, a couple of days ago. And like I told you, I said, it's, it's very well organized. It's very, uh, practical. It almost reads like a roadmap of sorts. Uh, my daughter who read it loved the examples that you gave in the book. Um, and I think, and, and, and from my point of view, and I think this will benefit our parents and our, and our youth soccer players is that the book is very simple. It's very straightforward, but it's not remedial. It's not, it's, you're not talking down to us in a sense. It's just, it's just very straightforward. I mean, you're not breaking science here, you know, you're not coming up with new, but it's putting, being able to put it together, all this information in one location and putting it in a way that people can understand and enjoy it, use it and hopefully benefit from it. Talk to us about where folks can get your book. Thank you. And yeah, so that is exactly kind of what my goal was, is to clean up the Google <laughs> and everything you can find online and put it on one clean place. Um, but yes, you can find my book by visiting my website, smnutritionrd.com. Um, and you just go to the shop there and you can see the playbook. And the beauty of it is that it's an ebook. So you can order it, download it, and within just a couple minutes, it will be in your inbox. You can have it immediately. And it's, it's not a long read either. Uh, it's, I mean, you could, you could finish it in one day if you wanted to going through all that. And then, you, you know, absolutely could. And a lot of it is, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just say a lot of it's, you know, formulas and just really doing your own and figuring out your own calculations and, you know, figuring out what works best for you and, and developing your own personal fueling plan. Yeah. And that's the key point, developing it for you. This is not a one size fits all kind of thing. It's a, you know, here's some basic uh, information and then determine how you need to take it and cater it to who you are as an athlete and what your needs and nutritional needs are and hydration needs and all that other stuff. So wonderful book. Um, also, where can they find you? You're, you're a great follow online, especially on TikTok. Uh, go ahead and tell us where they can find you. <laughs> sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Fueling 
www.highschoolathletes on, on TikTok. It's at feeling.hsathletes. Um, but yes, all sorts of good information. I share tips every day. And then I also started a Facebook group this week for parents. It's a free group. Um, so we can all come together, connect, and talk about feeling your athletes. So if you want to go to um, Facebook, you can either just look up Fueling Your High School Athlete, and then people show up. Or you can go to my um, website, SM Nutrition RV, hit the Parents and Family tab, and I'll bring you right to the page as well. Awesome, and you'll be able to see a picture of Stephanie frowning, which she normally doesn't do in any of her pictures. <laughs> Most of them are smiling. <laughs> She's always happy. Uh, she loves what she does. She loves helping athletes. Uh, but you'll get to see a picture of her kind of giving her that little, that frowny face of kind of thing, which is, I thought, <laughs> I thought was amusing. So, all right, Stephanie, thank it's you. It's rare, so, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie May, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Stephanie May, registered dietitian, uh, owner of SM Nutrition, author of Fueling Performance Playbook. We appreciate you coming back on the show again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Now, remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WVSoccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.